Sunny 16 presents Hello and welcome to Only Films, a podcast for film shooters and analog camera lovers. My name is Mandy Left. I'm a film photographer and today I have the real pleasure to be talking to Katie Louise Cooper who is a film photographer and a darkroom printer. Hello Katie. Hi, <laughs> you're right. I'm Katie, um, otherwise known as Darkroom Katie. I have my own darkroom and yeah, I specialise in colour printing. I do all sorts of different various photography. I mostly specialise in portraiture. Um, but yeah, I, I make photograms mostly in the darkroom. So, yeah, yeah so um, Katie is well known for her work in the darkroom, also very well known for actually having built her own darkroom, which is an incredible uh, achievement. And, and she's been working in her own darkroom printing um, for uh, how long now, Katie? Oh gosh, um, it was before lockdown, so was that about four yeah. years now, roughly? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that, that is quite incredible. So today, basically, we're going to talk about a few topics. Mainly, we're going to talk about darkroom stuff, because obviously Katie is a darkroom practitioner. And then we're going to talk a little bit about her experience in printing and also exhibiting, because Katie has put together an amazing um, exhibition that I'm part of, and I'm very proud of that as well. And um, are we going to talk about what that exhibition is like, where, where when it's going to happen, and why, and all of the different details about that exhibition. But first, I just have so many questions about printing because I have started printing consistently recently and I'm I'm just really getting into it. And in the previous podcast, I was talking to um, Chris uh, Faulkner about uh, darkroom stuff as well and printing and uh, the zone system. So in my darkroom, um, I print black and white. And I've been thinking recently how... I can print colour. Can I print colour? Because in my experience, I've only do, done it in the colenta machines, which literally is just like you slide your um, paper on one side, you wait on the other side for two minutes, and then you get your print all dried and great. But I don't know how to do it manually. Um, so I want to ask you about that. The first thing, because it's like my first um, question is that because I'm just really, really interested in how... Um, how I can do that in, in my darkroom. So mm. what do you need to print color in, in your darkroom? So it's probably easier than you think, actually. It was something that when I graduated, I wanted to get um, a darkroom set up and I thought maybe, you know, it would be in the far future when I have a house and I have the space for it. Um, and then during lockdown, I had the time <laughs> to research and I thought, let's have a look and, and see what, what mm. is required. Um, and actually, a lot of people are selling sort of darkroom equipment. They don't realise the value of it either. So I was able to get yeah. sort of the enlarger, the trays, everything that's needed. Um, but the only real difference, I guess, with a colour darkroom is to sort of have the heated um, trays and to have a bath as well. You can mm. um, obviously use the machines where you, you put the paper through, but that's very, very expensive and only in labs. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't realise that actually it is achievable if you get the exact right temperature. And that's probably the only difference mm -hmm. in the pain, really, with getting it mm. sorted. But Okay, so it's like literally just the temperature. That's the only yeah, difference. I'd say so, yeah. Um, I haven't actually tried black and white yet but I know oh. that I've, yeah, I know. I've got everything I've got it all that I've got um enlargers as well you just take the filters out so you can just use them you know yeah. just as the same as that you would use black and white and if anything it'll probably be a little bit easier with the red light I, I guess that's another thing as well yeah. is that you know color darkroom has to be pitch black so it has mm -hmm. to be you know um light tight room and well ventilated well any dark room does so yeah but yeah I was lucky enough um that I grew up on a farm and we had a space at the back of a barn so mm. it was the perfect space really to to set up and give it a go and I was surprised at how easy it was to to set up well I say that but I well, mean it did take yeah probably the best part of a year to get it all going and get it ready uh, okay. so 
Yeah, so uh, okay, so we we've got to the uh, to the part of setting up the dark room, yeah. and I, yeah, so perfect because I really wanted to ask about that as well. So mm. what was your first? So you why did you think of building a dark room? Um, it's when I was at uni, I actually um, have a photographic arts degree, um, and. I mean, the first couple years, we were kind of experimenting, doing all sorts of different things. And I didn't really come across the darkroom. Um, we did sort of workshops here and there. Um, and then in my final year, I sort of fell in love with just the process of film anyway. And it was sort of nostalgic to me. Um, and I wanted to really be a part of the whole creative process from start to finish. And so I just spent my third year basically in the dark room. I didn't see sunlight. <laughs> yeah. And just fell in love with with um, colour printing, really. And that's sort of where it came about. And that's mm. why I had it in the back of my mind that one day I would, I'd love to have my own um, set up. And yeah. yeah, lockdown was sort of a blessing in disguise, really. Yeah. So then you had the perfect place. And how much did you have to work to get it right, to get it into being an actual dark room? I think perhaps I was a bit naive at first, <laughs> thinking, mm. you know, I just got the gear, you know, how hard can it be? Yep. Um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was the temperature. I mean, I tried so many different things and I know there's expensive options out there where it's quite easy to heat up the bath and... Um, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, but I sort of went down the route of, at first, I'd actually yeah. warm um, buckets. Where I used to carry buckets of war- warm water to the dark room because <gasps> oh. didn't have running water there either. And, I mean, I used to run into the house, run to the barn with these buckets of water, try and get <laughs> no. them the exact temperature. <laughs> and, I mean, it, you imagine it's in the back of a barn. It's very cold, so it wouldn't, you know, heat the chemicals up for long yeah. enough and you get inconsistent results. So that wow. was, yeah, a nightmare. And then um, and then I tried a kettle. I had a kettle in there. Ah. I was doing the same thing, you know, if it got a bit um cool I'd, I'd run back and forth with the kettle <laughs> yeah yep. n- nightmare situation I mean I probably should have reached oh. out to um the analog <laughs> film community community yeah. a bit a bit sooner um but yeah and then eventually someone suggested a fish tank heater and I think uh-huh. initially I kind of ruled that out because it didn't seem to heat up um enough so but actually, um, if you adjust your times, um, it, it works out okay. And that's what I use now. So um, at the moment, I'll just have a bath um, and then I'll use it's. It looks like the inside of a kettle. <laughs> so yeah. instead of, you know, getting yeah. the kettle, pouring in the water every time, I just use mm. that, get it up to temperature and then use the fish tank heater in the bath to keep it a consistent mm. temperature. Mm. And that way I can print for as long as I want, really. Ah, okay. So it took a while to get there, but then once mm-hmm. you got there, you thought, "Why didn't I do this sooner?" Because yeah, definitely. That sounds a lot easier <laughs> than what you were doing before. Exactly, exactly. Right. And it seems so simple now. <laughs> now I look yeah. back at it, but yeah, it was one of those. I think I just didn't realize how important it was, and you know, I was excited yeah. to get the prints and get it all going. So of course. Yeah. yeah. And then how did you manage to get it like light tight so like super dark because it has to be as you said before pitch black. So how yeah. how did you manage? <laughs> so that's <laughs> another I mean um I used a lot of things on the farm actually tables all sorts um but I found yeah. sort of like this lining I think it's like pond liner. <laughs> And oh, I basically okay. put it up around the room, so and it, it just it was just blackout, so it was really really easy, and it kept dust as well out of the ah. out of the room. So yeah, handy handy find. Yeah. Okay. And then so you've got all of that then, and then what's the rest of your setup? So how did you get your enlarger, by the way? That was eBay. <laughs> that was yeah, the first okay. item I got. I think it was probably um, about two hundred pounds. I think for the enlarger and all the um, equipment as well, the trays, mm-hmm. um, just things that you wouldn't have thought of at the time, just even like measuring jugs and, and things like that that have come in you know, handy uh, later down the line as well. So I just, I think I found somewhere in East Midlands, it was a bit of a trek, but he had it all yeah. there and it was, you know, his mm. father was um, a darkroom printer and he was mm. happy to give it to someone that was going to give it another go. So 
Um, but there's loads of finds like that. And over the years, people have sort of been like, oh, you're into darkroom printing. And I've collected things that way, mm. which is really, really handy. Um, mm. I mean, one person recently as well um, said they had loads of equipment. And um, so I thought I'll just, you know, pop around. It didn't, he didn't really specify what it was. I mean, sometimes it's just trays. So, you know, can't really get yeah. that excited. Um <laughs> But no, I turned up and it was an enlarger and um, Kodak filters, you know, the um, colour filters. Yeah. I don't know the exact name for it, but it's something that I've wanted for a very, very long time. Uh-huh. But really hard to find even on eBay or secondhand. And he was going to put it in a skip. He was just going to discard a bit. Yeah. So and he gave it to me for free because he was, yeah, didn't yeah. want to charge. So that was that was a great find as well. That's amazing. So, which larger have you got? Oh gosh, <laughs> testing me now. I don't know. Like I'm just curious <laughs> because when I go to the dark room, I know yeah. which one I like. You know, I always use a Devia, and I I avoid the LPLs. Uh, but you know, they're all good. <laughs> but just, yeah. I'm just curious to see. <laughs> I'm really bad with of... technical names. Oh god, <laughs> right. I'll have to let you know on that one later. <laughs> Wait, would you tell us later? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you got your enlarger, like all the equipment, and mm-hmm. then and then you start to printing. How like how is like a normal session for you? Like, do you know exactly what you're gonna print, and how long do you get into that room for? Mm-hmm. Literally, no idea. I never know how long <laughs> it's gonna take as well. I know because um, when I'm doing my photographs, that's sort of like a quick. Well, I say a quick process, um, but. I like to get it, you know, how I envision it. So that that takes a yeah. time. But it's it's when it comes to actually printing photographs, I know that I'm going to need at least eight hours <laughs> to get that right. Yeah. I mean, even wow. though now I'm at the point where I sort of know the settings that for each sort of type of film, it's still you know you, you've got to tweak things and you know how it is. Um, so it never it never yeah. comes out how how you want it. And if you try mm. and sort of cheat it a little bit thinking oh how you know I'll just do a whole print surely it will be the same as the last one it (laughs) just no it's it's not (laughs) never is so yeah it can be literally a couple hours or the whole day you just don't know (laughs) I know I know what that is like I know what that is like you think well Mm. you know if I tweak this little thing I'm sure this is going to come out great so I don't need to do any other tests you know this is going to be it and then it's not and then, yeah, and then you're still, like, burning through paper, right? <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> and how do you choose, like, because obviously you have different um, different types of prints that you make. So mm. you make camera-less prints, but then you also print uh, from 35mm, mm. from uh, 120 film. Um, so what's your favourite choice of format to print from oh that one's really really tough (laughs) honestly I don't think I can answer that one to be honest I think probably more recently um I guess actually now that I think about it it's it's only been recently that I've been able to print 120 and that Mm -hmm. was just because I had nightmares of my enlarger and just trying to find Um. the right um filter box and, and everything for it um but when that first came out that was honestly the best feeling ever because it just means that I can print in higher quality and you know it doesn't mean a bigger size necessarily but I can finally print you know 120 which is a yeah. huge difference um but then saying that it doesn't you know I, I still find the same joy in 35 mil um but my photograms are just you never know what you're gonna get so yeah I probably vote those because they're yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So photograms. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a very rough idea of what a photogram is. So maybe mm-hmm. you know people don't really know exactly what they are. So mm-hmm. can you explain how you make them? <laughs> I think there's I think there's de- several different processes. I think I think um, I've heard them being called Lumi prints as well, Lumen prints. Um, mm-hmm. Not really sure which one you define me as because usually it's black and white. Um, but it's essentially just exposing photographic paper to light and placing objects on top of that photographic paper. Yeah. Um, and I basically the way I do it is I use a different light source. So I don't use my enlarger at all. 
I use um, a separate external light <laughs> that ah. changes colors. So that's why it's completely experimental as well, because you don't, you just honestly have no idea what you're going to get. And it's, you know, if you show the paper red, it's, it's not going to come out red as well. It just, it depends on how close you hold it, how far yeah. away you hold it. So honestly, there's no way that you can really, um, really know mm-hmm. or really tell what, you, what you're going to get. But that's basically the basis of photogram it's like very unique because it's like you once you make one that's yes, it exactly especially <laughs> when you're working in pitch black as well because yeah you, know, you could never place the object in the same place <laughs> i mean sometimes no. the object isn't near the paper <laughs> i'm like oh, what's <laughs> happened here <laughs> so what how what what do you like what sort of objects do you use mostly plants I think mm-hmm. um, I went through a bit of a stage of when I left London, um, nature was suddenly amazing to me again. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> odd because I grew up on a farm, you know, I grew up surrounded by nature. Yeah. Um, and I think you, it's so easy to not notice the seasons. And I sort of mm-hmm. became more appreciative of flowers and, you know, the colours around you. So I kind of had a bit of an obsession with that and then to use that and bring that in the dark room as well was um pretty amazing so yeah usually different plants flowers all sorts um I went through a stage as well I don't know if you remember but was it last year or the year before we had that really really hot summer where everything was just Mm -hmm. kind of burnt (laughs) and destroyed um but amazing for (laughs) using in the dark room for because it's it's more like the Ah. shapes and the objects and and things like that and if it's dead it's more brittle so it's actually um you can get more details and I quite liked almost like I could give it colour and life again, even though I was using dead yeah. dead plants. Yeah, yeah, that's very meaningful as well. And mm-hmm. then, okay, so that you do that with... Um, do you have a favourite type of paper? Do you always use the same type of paper when you print? I do, yeah, just because I'm playing it safe. <laughs> I yeah. think it's just... It's one of those, it's what I know. Um, I have been given expired paper... Um, very old paper as well some exposed um which is fun again but I I feel like because I'm I don't have much control as it is it's the one thing I can mm. control <laughs> yeah so but yeah it's it's very hit or miss I have uh, made some photograms as well on that paper and it's sort of come out more pinky and yeah that works sometimes but it's not always why what I'm going for yeah and do you always print the same size? Um, no, I'm sort of limited at the moment. Um, hmm. I think it's an 8 by 10 usually that um, I was using with 35 mil prints. Um, but I've gone up a size from there because my trays are a certain size as well. So if you can imagine trying to move the print from the trays in the pitch black is hard enough yes. <laughs> when you've got a big yep. bit of paper. But then I am someone that does like printing my work massive, you know? So yeah. it's something yeah. that I've looked at as well. I mean, I've I've seen other photographers on Instagram that print these huge, I mean, they're unbelievable, mm-hmm. meters. Um, mm. And I'd, I'd honestly love to do that one day, yeah. sort of turn the enlarger on its side and project <laughs> the image. It would be amazing, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I've seen um, that a uh, place that we went to actually in Paris I don't know if you remember but they had photographs of someone walked past did you see that and it was yeah. his whole yeah. body brilliant <laughs> that's that incredible yeah that's awesome yeah. but wow what a, a bit of a nightmare I, I, I would imagine just to actually make it mm. really hard to get it right <laughs> yeah exactly to try and move yeah. that paper in the pitch black just <gasps> yeah. yeah you'd have to wear a whole suit the... wouldn't you <laughs> all the chemicals everywhere yeah. <laughs> And it's not on, uh, you don't use trays, then do you use brushes? Oh, yeah, tray. Like, uh, right, because there's, mm-hmm. not, there's no tray big enough to do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Get so that would be for buff. you, maybe, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, you it would day. be like like a goal, something like you would like one to day. do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure, one day. We'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, and at the moment... So, okay, so it's taken you some time to get the setup the way you have it now. Mm-hmm. Are you fully happy with it or would it change something? 
Yeah, so actually, so I've, when I set up in the barn, I've actually moved it since then, which I haven't actually announced ah. yet. <laughs> I was going to, oh. um, it's one of those where I've got the, everything ready, but you know, I'm so rubbish with Instagram sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've actually moved it into my house. So it's a bit more, mm. it's warmer. <laughs> it's a bit more practical. Um, and I've got, you know, running water now. It's so much better um, ah. to what I had before. Um, and it's just a better environment too. I've got, you know, a, a proper fan so I can air out air out the room as well a lot easier. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, there's definitely things and improvements, and you know, you can never really stop, especially with analog photography. There's always exactly something else, <laughs> something better. So I mean, I would love to maybe upgrade my uh, medium format and larger. Um, and mm. even just small things like just build some shelves <laughs> it sounds really yep. simple yep. but to have to be able to just grab the paper oh I'd like a fridge as uh, well that would be really handy uh, I mean at the moment I just keep it in my kitchen fridge or my paper and my yeah. film but to have one in there that would be really smart <laughs> so yeah yeah oh okay I hadn't thought about that so you keep your paper in your fridge mm. yeah you're supposed to uh. apparently I think it's but I think it's only if you don't use it for a long time and yes you'll be all right okay. I mean I do go through it quickly but I should do That's that right. I, I definitely need a fridge as well because I'm doing mm. the same and I'm using my regular fridge for film and you know it gets to the point when you think um this I, I actually need a fridge just for you know, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For, for, for film and now now I think about paper as well like yeah I definitely need a fridge for film yeah, and paper exactly <laughs> I don't have any I don't have room for food who needs food <laughs> <laughs> exactly who needs food when you have film so then so at the moment are uh, you printing a lot like what's your routine so how many times a week or do you set some time apart for every week to just printing so how do you manage your printing absolutely I try my best I mean now is probably um a bit of a mad time because of this exhibition that's coming up and I have exactly. loads of different sort of ideas <laughs> of what I want to do but I'm I'm trying to of it's probably every other day at the moment just because I'm panicked trying to get <laughs> trying to get it all ready because it's experimental as well I just don't know how long these things will take course, you know so I'm trying all yeah. different things um but I like to set a good amount of time a full day I'd say uh, so it's difficult because also I don't like to set the times so I don't know when I'll be mm-hmm. feeling creative you know like if I before now I've wrote in yeah. my diary because I'm, I'm a little bit too organized <laughs> but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put you know darkroom day darkroom day and I just like I wake up and I almost feel like I've pressured myself to do it and you know I'm just not yeah. quite feeling it sometimes so mm-hmm. um whether I just leave it the next day or you know I, I think I need to be inspired as well if I go to an exhibition and I'm like right I want to go in there yeah. right now, you know, so it really, really yeah. varies. I don't have any set times. Just try and go in yeah. as, mu- as much as I can, really. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, so now we've mentioned mm-hmm. the exhibition. Um, so, yes, this is a joint exhibition with 29 photographers, analogue photographers. So can you just tell us the name of the exhibition and how it all came about? Yeah, so it's called Silver and Light, an analogue photographic exhibition. Um, And it came about actually during Hereford Art Week. Um, So around this area, it's once Mm -hmm. a year, usually in September, the beginning of September. um, Just everybody sort of opens their doors, whether that's galleries or sort of private houses and just celebrate art really um and you can just pop around there's this huge map it's amazing i recommend it um Mm -hmm. but i was part of it last year the year before as well and canwood were too so you know we were popping around and um happened to stumble along canwood it's also um quite a big well well well-known gallery in in herefordshire as well um probably one Mm -hmm. of my favorite um, galleries. I was going to say modern art galleries, but no, I don't think they specialise yeah. necessarily in modern art. But mm-hmm. when I've been, mm-hmm. um, definitely sculpture for sure. They've got a uh, huge. I think it's ten acres sculpture garden. It's ooh, really wow. it's beautiful. Um, and then yeah, so we were just walking around, um, and it was quite a quiet day. So the owners were there, um, and my mum was with me as well. So I'm probably out. <laughs> she was like, right, Casey, come on, we're going to speak to the owners. She was proper embarrassing. I mean, I could barely get a word in. 
<laughs> so, um, and yeah, I was just talking to them about my art and and everything. So and they seemed really keen for me to go yeah. and show my portfolio and um so I sort of approached them I took my my big prints and you can see on the wall there (laughs) my ginormous prints um and yeah they were really really keen for it and initially I was sort of thinking because the space is huge um and they suggested that I could either have you know that entire space and I was thinking oh my god this is overwhelming (laughs) um And I thought, actually, I know so many talented um, analogue photographers and it would be amazing to do an exhibition just on analogue photography and just celebrate us as analogue yeah. photographers as well. So kind of put the word out there and, and reached out to people on Instagram and that's mm-hmm. how it came about, really. And it's just been wow. planning it since then. So, yeah, it's very, yeah. very exciting. Not long to go now. Yeah. Not long to go now because when is it? So the private view is on the 30th of March um, and then it launches, starts on the 4th of April until the 28th of April. So it run for that full month um, and it's Thursday to Sunday. Thursday to Sunday. So then can mm-hmm. anybody go to the private viewing? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There will be uh canapes and <laughs> drinks yay <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah just have to rsvp just let me know um who's mm-hmm. attending we'll have a little list so we know um, yeah who's going to be there so but yeah we just okay. encourage anyone interested in analog photography as well would be amazing it's going to be a bit of a celebration i think yeah. we'll have a lot of instant photography going on mm-hmm. and potentially mm-hmm. some workshops Mm, okay. That <laughs> yeah. I, can we can we mention some, or is it something that still is you know being it's still uh, in the works? On, I don't confirm. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. definitely still in the works. But there's so many of us that do all sorts of different photography, um, and you know, like cyanotypes, Polaroid, mm-hmm. like they're just loads of different. Um, even I'm hoping to have some talks as well and. I really, I do really want it to be a celebration of, of analog. Yeah. So yeah, you'll have to keep an eye out for that. But if you do come to the private view, that's where we'll be announcing all the workshops. <laughs> oh, so, so, okay. So I don't think I have been to a private view before. So what mm-hmm. is a private view exactly? What happens there? Like apart mm-hmm. from canopies? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's usually the busiest time of the exhibition. Um, and it's just where you can meet the artists as well. That's probably one of the biggest um, benefits of the private view. So not only can you have a, mm-hmm. a drink <laughs> and a snack, <Yep. laughs> it's just it gives you a chance to kind of, whilst you're looking at the art, to actually speak to the, the artists themselves. Yeah. And yeah, you know, because yeah. we're all based all over the shop. Um, we've got some people in America, Europe as well. Um, mm-hmm. So... If they are able to come, I'm hope, hoping they can. Um, but it will be mm-hmm. on that day where all the artists will be there and you can meet them and, yeah. and chat with them. So, And just sort of a celebration of friends and family as well and just to support their work too. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's going to be a very interesting exhibition because obviously being 29 different photographers with 29 mm-hmm. completely different styles, all of them shoot in film, but I think it's going to be a very varied um, exhibition mm. of work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. None of us do yeah. the same. I mean, it's just no. impossible anyway, isn't it, to produce the yeah. same work. But no, we're all incredibly different. I think every single mm-hmm. photographer is, yeah, unique in, in, in every yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, so yeah, you mentioned the cyanotypes and Polaroid and mm. and then, well, and, and yourself as well, you know, you, you have mm. the completely different um process there so you know do you (laughs) this is a question uh, that i want to ask do you know exactly what you are going to be exhibiting right now no (laughs) (laughs) no i honestly i've oh it's been about four or five months and i was like i was saying to myself you know i'm gonna get it already i'm gonna get it sorted i've got (laughs) um it's just difficult I'm one of those I work better under pressure do you know what I mean yeah well I say better I I work under pressure (laughs) Um, yeah yeah (laughs) so I've got some previous work and some previous ideas but I just I really want to 
create something that I've never created before. And actually, two days ago, I think, or the day before, mm-hmm. um, I made some work that I'm, I literally ran out of the dark room just like really happy because <laughs> oh. it just sort of went how I wanted it to. Um, I still a long way to go, um, but I've got ideas of, of what, it, what I want it to look like and um, sticking yes. with the photo photogram process but then also incorporating um my photos um as well potentially so yeah we'll see but it's it's all just some mad ideas at the moment (laughs) hopefully Mm -hmm. it'll just come it's come together in the end (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy right because you think oh i've got time to you know make decisions and Mm -hmm. make prints and then you do, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I personally feel that as well. Like, I knew what I wanted to exhibit. But then, I don't know why. I feel like I'm over that already. Like, I want to create mm-hmm. something new. Like, That's I don't it. feel comfortable yeah. showing that because it's like, I did that some time ago and I feel like I'm a, I am I can create something different now. Um, yeah. But then, I, obviously, that is putting myself on there. A lot of pressure now because, you know, we've got <laughs> limited time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. you do feel that urge to create in something it, new, don't you is. feel that? Yeah, exactly. Like my house is absolutely covered in prints that I've made. Yeah. Um so I do have that option, you know, but that is a good fallback and you have some beautiful work. So there's well, yeah. there's less pressure in that way. But it does feel mm. like, yeah, you want you want to show something that nobody's ever seen before as well. Um, and exactly. I think that's that's the magic of the private view as well, because you'll be the first ones to see the work. But, um yeah hopefully we've all created and yeah it's yeah. all new new and exciting work so yeah well fingers yeah. crossed if I get there anyway <laughs> we'll see I mean of course because you know as it happens you are under pressure you know you have limited time and then you just get yeah. it done right that's, that's it just yeah it I that's mean don't they say diamonds are created under pressure <laughs> like, am I allowed to say that <laughs> <laughs> but then this is not your first exhibition at all. You have exhibited mm-hmm. before, so you have experience. You were like also like now you were mentioning the print that you have just there, uh, where you are uh, behind you, uh, which we mm. will show in the Instagram post so everybody can see it. Um, so, what's your experience with uh, exhibitions? Um, mostly, sort of studying, um, college, uni. Um, got to show in some amazing places at uni actually um in Shoreditch oh, I can't remember the name of the place now it was it was huge and it was just amazing mm. to just be a part of that and I think it just got me really really excited to do that and continue um showing my work and then Hereford Art Week is probably where my um experience is mostly based <laughs> so yeah and and being part of that so it's brilliant because um when we have been doing it is has been mostly just photography photography yeah. based as well so I've sort of always been around in that environment of being amongst photographers yeah so that's that's I mean that's where you feel comfortable as well like yeah perhaps that's probably... it yeah hmm. I mean it's nice to have the varied work as well like with the um sculpture work as well that would be amazing mm-hmm. to have to have that but perhaps that is it subconsciously yeah I've always leaned yeah. towards um photography yeah uh, and how did it feel like to start exhibiting your work because I'm asking this mm-hmm. because I know that for many people in this uh, exhibition the silver and light exhibition it will be the very first time exhibiting their work and yeah it's nerve-wracking because mm-hmm. you know it's the first time you see something that you have made on a wall and people, you know, walking past and looking at it, and that, and and making comments, and mm-hmm. how how does that feel to you? How how it's... has your experience been with this um, situation? Mm. So it is it is literally like putting a part of yourself on the wall, mm-hmm. you know, something that you really mm-hmm. really care about, something that's so precious. So it is really yeah. really daunting, but every time I just. I think initially you think, oh, I, you know, selling is the goal. Um, yeah. But actually there's nothing like having someone stop and actually look mm-hmm. at your work for a long period of time as well, really take it in. That is honestly the best feeling ever, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go around art galleries as well and I find art that I'm inspired by or, um, you know, you, you 
you stop and you take it in and it I don't know it, it gives you something to think about even yeah. you know and just having that mm-hmm. just watching people do that is honestly the best it is really yeah. really lovely feeling I mean the first time I had an mm-hmm. exhibition I was like hiding around the corner like trying to watch people because I, could, I couldn't believe yeah. people were actually looking at my work it's just really weird but no that's definitely the goal I think and it's yeah, yeah. incredible feeling yeah, because one thing is like posting on Instagram, which whatever, right? People just scroll yeah. down. You don't see them anyway, looking at your work. Exactly. Yeah, you so don't. You just don't, right? <laughs> yeah, most of them just double tap and then you know. Mm-hmm. But to have people stop as well, it's yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's great. And then you mentioned something interesting there. Uh, mm-hmm. The goal is selling. Yeah, well, that's what I thought the goal. Yeah, initially was was mm-hmm. to sell, but. You know, it's it is amazing to to sell work and to know that that is also going to be on someone's wall. So I'm not taking away from that at all. Um, but yeah, I don't think it yeah. it necessarily is the reason for doing this. I think to no. just be amongst everybody and 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 yeah, and just sort of promote what you do. And if people don't, yeah. I mean, people don't like it. So a lot of the time, people don't like my work. I mean. Initially, when I started doing photograms back at uni, um, I actually did portraits and I did Mm. um, basically the same process over the portrait. And it was quite a harsh um, comparison. And it was because, um, so basically, (laughs) the boring story short, I basically have um, aura migraines, um, which means I lose part of my sight. And that's what initially um, photograms came about because mm. it was me trying to represent what I see and using light to sort of block out um, what I see. So um, ah. when I so I was taking photos of portraits and sort of blocking out areas of their face because when I get a migraine, it's straight away I, I can't see. Like I slowly yeah. go blind. It's, it's an odd process. Ah. So I was trying to represent that. And um, yeah, that... It, it was sort of a little bit controversial because I, I remember my brother like going around and he was like, oh my God, Casey, like, looks like that person's been stabbed. <laughs> That's horrible. Ah. And I was like, it's really interesting. You know, like people just see work in different ways and even just yeah. to get feedback and like, if they don't like it, it's still great. Like it still means that yeah. they've, they've thought about it or that they've, they've stopped and they've paused and they've, yeah. you know, seen it. So that's still brilliant as well. So I think a lot of people might be worried about showing their work and people don't like it, but it gets people talking and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's absolutely right. That's so interesting. Like everything mm. you just said, because I guess every, everybody like looks at it from their own perspective, their own experiences and you're not explaining exactly why you took that photo that way and why you're showing it that way. Um, some people will understand that some people might just have a completely different idea or misinterpret it, right? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You want... Yeah. I, I guess that's why I ended up going sort of more of the abstract side of things as well because it's interesting to see what people see in your work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think my uncle, or I can't remember who it was, commented... Um, that my work looks like the inside of you know when like old wardrobes that lining I can't remember what it was called mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. it looks like that I was like okay <laughs> it's really interesting <laughs> that you, you made that observation why not that's just so random I never would have thought that <laughs> no like, oh, perhaps you should start selling your work <laughs> and putting it in wardrobes I was like yeah that's really <laughs> that's exactly what that. I want to do <laughs> I guess yeah, but people just come from like different ideas, I guess, and yeah. that's that's what they they have in their minds. And um, yeah. okay, but yeah, that's that's super interesting as well, like how you created your work and the reasoning behind it. So mm. mm-hmm. it, there's always yeah. something that moves you to creating something in a certain way. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think yeah. it was sort of an idea of trying to represent that pain, I guess. But now mm-hmm. I've it was so exciting that I could do it. And that it was coming yeah. out completely random. You know, I can I could only control yeah. it to a certain extent. And then to continue with that and then going sort of down the route of using plants and it becoming beautiful. Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, when I get these weird shapes and patterns, they are beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, when yeah. it happens, it's terrifying. comes with a horrible headache and it's painful. But yeah. actually, they're really, really beautiful shapes. And it was sort of my little process and my little way of kind yeah. of accepting that and seeing that as well and just taking oh. it somewhere else 
that is incredible because it's like it's putting together pain and beauty mm. in an image. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I really, really like it. Right. So, okay. So then, um, now that okay, so we all we're all like creating our work and we're really looking forward to it, and it's going to be out there from the 30th, uh, which is the private view, and then it's going to be there for a month. And what the, just like some um, information for anybody who wants to go, uh, what are the times that, that people can go? Like, just like literally information so people know that when they can go at that time and that's gonna be uh, there and open. Yeah, so it's open on the 4th, is the th- uh, Thursday, that's the first day. Um, and it's from 11 to 4 o'clock at Camwood Art Gallery in Hereford. Um, and then the last day will be the 28th of April on the Sunday. Okay. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And then I, I want to ask you another question, but I'm about more about the future and how, like, mm-hmm. what your goals are in photography. Um, so now you have exhibited for like a few times. I imagine that that is part of your photography now exhibiting and trying to find oh, other absolutely. exhibitions yeah. do you have any other goals for this year oh um so i'm part of hereford art week again in september yeah um and i'm hoping to do a workshop there as well in cyanotypes um but yeah no we'll definitely see what happens i mean i would love from this exhibition more to come from it as well and i just think it's brilliant to just celebrate analog too i think yeah um to have us all together as well is is great so i don't know maybe there's another um chance that we could do that again in future or Mm -hmm. um but i would just love to be involved in that that world i mean if i could do this full time a hundred percent i wouldn't hesitate i would absolutely love to just yeah yeah, essentially be an artist and and be able to create full time um and just Mm -hmm. never see sunlight and always be in my dark room (laughs) so (laughs) that that is the dream and yeah hopefully Mm. i can get there maybe i don't know (laughs) we'll see yeah see what happens and see how so that would be that that would be your dream but then you know at the same time you you are um showing how good you are at managing an exhibition and um (laughs) putting all of it together and bringing people together and giving people motivation to create something great like mm-hmm. an exhibition like this <laughs> and this this could be also something you could just be like an art curator or something oh, it's <laughs> like, funny that you say that because I would absolutely love to do that yeah. <laughs> I really would yeah <laughs> no, it's so interesting you say that I, <laughs> I can put on my CV Mandy said <laughs> yeah yeah I mean this is experience isn't it how are you finding it like how are you finding um the the management of this exhibition it's it's a lot it's a lot more than I thought and again it was probably my mistake because I knew this was coming and I sort of gave myself these targets and then before you know it it's February and it's like oh my god um but now it's it's honestly I wouldn't do it if I I didn't love it and coming home every night and being able to you know, just organise it all and, and plan it. I think, I don't know, I guess I don't really hesitate and maybe that's a sign that I love it. Yeah. And, um, just getting people together and, yeah, and, and even just the sort of planning the poster and the Instagram. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. There's a surprising amount to to organise. So, but I think the main thing is as well is that I just don't want to let anyone down. You know, I want to create this buzz oh, and... Um, just make sure that it's it's great for everybody and yeah. that's probably the most important part of it I yeah. think that's probably my motivation for getting it getting it out yeah. there in the world yeah. I mean you've done a great fantastic job so far <laughs> Thank because you. managing 29 photographers <laughs> and 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 then all, all like everything that you've done so far the poster and the invitations and getting the gallery and everything that you have done so far has been incredible and oh, yeah I'm just very grateful so yeah thank you Katie for doing all oh. of this for everyone <laughs> thank yeah. you so. <laughs> thank me really after good. the event we'll see how it goes <laughs> yeah. oh, it'd be great it'd be great but then oh are people going to be selling 
their work in the yeah exhibition? yeah absolutely yeah? okay I'm assuming everything will be for sale there are um oh gosh i can't remember the uh name of the process now um say hmm. cyber cybercrome we heard of cybercrome printing I'm not sure um it's by um so diana uh, barker she does mm. uh chrome prints and there it's a process that isn't used anymore um and she's mm. got work it's really beautiful work i um was with her hereford art week and someone actually wanted to buy her work and it was uh-huh. she didn't want to sell it basically because oh. it's so it's so so rare um and someone tried to replicate it to exactly the same colors and it was interesting actually because they they pretty much got it spot on i mean you could see mm. in the print the slight difference um and then unfortunately they um they didn't go for it in the end i think they wanted the the original but she just couldn't let it go and i i, I feel like there might be a few others like that you know uh. where you just you fall in love with the work how can you put a price tag on it sometimes you know especially uh. if it's your first print and and things like yeah. that so but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming um, everybody will be will be selling and uh, there should be yeah. photo books as well and we'll have little postcards uh, and yeah, yeah and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like creating extra work as well just to have them there on the tables like, as in the form of a scene. Oh, well, there's going to be a scene as well, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Alex Bridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's his job. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that would be brilliant as well. And I think, I, I, I don't know if many of us are going to be showing the work that we'll have in the exhibition, but also it's just something for us to keep and to remember and to yeah. show people as well and just be like, look, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really yeah. excited for that. Yeah, that that is really, because I have never been on a scene, I have never been a part of an exhibition like this, it's for, mm-hmm. for me, it's like the first time, so, mm-hmm. and I know that for other people in, in the group as well, um, mm-hmm. so... It's just so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and just making the choice of like, which photo should I um, have on the scene? Which photos? All of this is like, at the moment, this is where, this is what we are all going through, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. these nerves before oh, the exhibition. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is nerve wracking yeah. putting your work out there and displaying it, it, you know, to the public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like that um, about selling work, and um, did you say Diana? Uh, her name was Diane. Diana. Sorry, Diane Barker. Diane Barker. Yeah. Um, about not wanting to sell that very special piece of work. I, mm-hmm. you know, now we're coming to the end of this episode, but I would really, really like to have another chat with you and mm-hmm. just talk about selling your work and everything that is involved in selling your work yeah and absolutely. all of these stories you it's know, a and... tough yeah it's a tough topic to be honest there's so yeah. many layers to it and yeah it's probably one of the hardest parts of the exhibition actually yeah yeah and I talk and to um photographers who say well I don't want to sell my work or yes I photograph just to sell my work and there's mm-hmm. so many different views about selling and yeah 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 I think I think we should have a chat about that at some point yeah yeah no, definitely there's so many layers to it I mean the time that you put into it and even um your training as well you should take that into mm-hmm. account and you know your learning yeah. so never undersell yourself but then you know you also want to sell what we've all got to make a living <laughs> so exactly it's definitely it's just really so tough much topic. to take into account yeah mm. so i think we should do another episode once we um have done the exhibition so then we can look back and say oh well yeah. you know this is how it went and this is uh, our experience and also about just specifically about selling your work as a photographer selling prints yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. That, that's, that's the next episode with Katie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Sounds but then brilliant. now we've come to this moment where we usually have the PACS, Pleasing Analog Camera Sounds. And we do this because, you know, we as um, analog camera lovers, we also like to manipulate our beautiful cameras. And you have a very... Um, defining camera and everybody who knows you will know which camera this is and (laughs) (laughs) however still it is still just pleasing to listen to that amazing camera that you've got so we're just gonna listen to it 
and mm. and then we will discuss in the next episode which camera it was in case someone doesn't know what this is so <laughs> okay so Kate, are you ready here we go yeah give me one yes. sec <laughs> great just set it up you know <laughs> yeah all right are we ready ready mm. there we go I hope you're gonna. Could you hear that all right? Yeah, again, again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Honestly, it must be, if not the most, it must be like one of the most beautiful sounds in the oh, world gosh. of cameras. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I almost right. mentioned it earlier in the episode as well. I was like, oh, maybe I should. No, say. No. <laughs> yeah. Scratch that out. It's just, oh, fuck, it's, it's just like such a beautiful sound. And I'm sure everybody mm. has really enjoyed that. So thank you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Perfect. Okay, so yeah, so as we said, you know, nowadays, you know where uh, the exhibition is going to take place. And now all you have to do is turn up. Turn up to the private view. Turn up to any other day. You have a month to go, right? So yeah, exactly. please, guys, if you're listening, yeah. yeah, if you're listening, just go. Please support. Get a scene and and hopefully see you there. Um. So yeah, thank you, Katie. Just not only for being uh, on this podcast, but also for everything that you are doing for the community because this is not. I mean, it's not just important for the people involved, but I think it's great what you're doing for the whole community, for all of the um, analog camera shooters, for all the film photographers. Um, it's a big step putting together such a big exhibition uh, for analog photography. It's massive. And so I have to say thank you for that. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be very meaningful. And and I think it's going to um, be like part of our history. In yeah. the community. Oh, I so, hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening so um, to this uh, podcast, and I hope you join us in the exhibition. Um, so yeah, thank you, and see you next time. Um, keep shooting, but keep shooting film. Bye. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you there. <laughs> yeah.